Hi there, you're listening to the Erratic Control Podcast uh, with me, Ed Townend. This is the first podcast in a series of about 20 I've already got lined up. Uh, this podcast was recorded with Rob Nichols from Junior Bill. And uh, you can hear the context of what was happening around it. We, we explain it. Uh, Rob's voice is a bit shot. We recorded a session, which you'll hear afterwards, um, on another day that we recorded this podcast because... We did try and have Rob play a song, but his voice is too knackered to do so. So the session track you'll hear at the end comes from Rob, a little well, just on Sunday recently, but this was recorded uh, last bank holiday, which is the end of April. Just as an additional note, the recording messed up about five minutes into the conversation, so you'll uh, hear us referring to stuff in the past tense, like... I asked you this question because it didn't record, so I asked them again. Um, so, yeah, I hope that's not too weird. Um, so, yeah, enjoy. I think, first of all, for context, we should talk about what ha- what's happened. It's Monday, it's Bank Holiday Monday, 1st of May, after a pretty busy weekend mm. for not only for you and me, but for everyone uh, and where were you this morning? Um, in a field in Herefordshire. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds a little bit, little bit like the Jarvis Cocker lyric. Uh, you know, I, and you need to call your mother and say, "Mother, I can never come home again. I seem to have lost an important part of my part of me somewhere in a field in Hampshire." Rob is my uh, guinea pig, and thankfully so because. Sorry, not my guinea pig. Fucking hell, that sounds like you're my pet. Sorry, Rob is my guinea, <laughs> guinea pig for this podcast because um, this is the first one I'm, I've done, I'm doing. Um, and good thing too, because we just talked for about 10 minutes and we only recorded about two minutes of it. So mm. and I'm pretty sure it was even longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. And we were so funny and charming. Yeah, it was and, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I've never been so cool. <laughs> I quite like spontaneous questions and spontaneous yeah. answers and things like that. And now Rob has kind of seen... said all the good stuff. Yeah. So I'll have to rehash it slightly, but you can kind of come up with more when you ask the same questions again. But I'm not going to be able to surprise you this time uh, with questions. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Let's see. So I'm with Rob Nichols from Junior Bill. Uh, who I collected early from uh, Big Love Festival. Uh, I explained that's that's we still got that clip. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, cool, cool, We've got cool, that. Cool. Got your Jarvis Cocker quote. Yeah, it's so, good. good. Um, we are in my flat. It's a mess. I covered that. I didn't think it was very interesting to talk about that. I set up for this podcast, and it's the first of uh, a series podcast I'm going to do called Erratic Control uh, with creative people from Cardiff, South Wales, wherever I can get them. Okay. Let's just jump straight into it. So the first question I asked you was, "What's your first, your earliest memory of music?" I, I think I'm not sure why I just remember remembering it, but I got a slight memory in my mind of um, being sung to, uh, like sung to sleep as a, as a small child, um, sung like nursery rhymes and, and, and stuff, which um, came into my mind very recently when I was looking through the boxes of. Um, old books in my parents' attic because my parents were moving out so we were sort of sifting through old books and stuff and I uh, found like nursery rhyme books 
um, and uh, yeah, it made me uh, realise how important those uh, it, formative musical memories were to making be musical. Yeah. So it's kind of you kind of get that early sense of music. Yeah. From uh, like that, those early memories. Yeah, but I think that like being sung to as a kid or like singing like really early ages is like could be more important than mm. than going to Glastonbury when you're eight. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, it's interesting you say that as well because I I just thought about it that you know I'd sing White Stripes to my daughter when she was little and yeah. things like that, and I didn't sing those rhymes. I sang rock songs, <laughs> and like pop songs and stuff like. So I wonder how that's going to influence her musically later on down the line. Um, but did, did your parents ever sing like? you know, contemporary songs or songs they liked rather than Nursery Rhymes or do you think it was just... I don't know. I don't no? remember. I don't remember. Okay. That's interesting. I just remember a couple of uh, songs I used to sing, to, to, like to sing us to sleep, me and my yeah. brother. Okay. Kind of thing, I think. Uh, yeah, so then we we um, we discussed how, you know, parents can uh, really influence your musical tastes mm -hmm. or musical choices or musical background mm -hmm. and it's especially uh, important for you because... Uh, your dad is a already was already an established musician by the time you were born. Yeah, is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in a band called Ray Ray Bill. Yeah, and you're in a band called Junior Bill. Yeah, and there's that that's the connection semi connection yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, but you said you weren't exactly influenced by them, but yeah, it wasn't like a yeah. It's like the biggest influence. I possibly have like my parents obviously like, like you can't escape the influence that they've had on on defining defining yeah. who, who you are like but they're not not a massively conscious influence yeah but then I yeah um I I, I do like I do love my dad's band and um yeah um really like it yeah yeah it's a uh... So that's obviously going to be a large influence on you. Um, you seem really tired still, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just. <laughs> we said all the cool stuff. I know. It was so charming. It's so cool, annoying. And now, and now it seems like contrived yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I know now not to record in QAce and record in Audacity because it's working perfectly. But every so often my screensaver is going to pop up. I'm going to have to shake it and get really scared. It's going to stop recording. This is how we learn from our mistakes. Um, so, and then the next question I asked was a question I know the answer to now. Unfortunately, is uh, what was your favorite? What was your first record that you ever got? Um, Blue Cantrell and Sean Paul Breathe. <laughs> See, even worse now, contrived and yeah. Uh, and I said that was a really cool track. Uh, released a cool CD and I said it was better than my first CD which was well it, was, it wasn't even a CD so this, this is how this is the generation gap of four years between us because my first record was a cassette really? yeah That'd be cool man and then I'm sure you've never bought a cassette Um, I think I might have actually oh really? Yeah. okay fine that's that's me jumping to conclusions yeah. then um, yeah uh, and it's Quit Playing Games With My Heart by uh, Backstreet Boys because I'm cool like that and I like my pop music and uh, I, I don't necessarily like boy bands now but 
I guess I was influenced by that kind of dancing and stuff as a kid. And uh, oh yeah, and I mentioned that my first musical memory was of Michael Jackson at the Brit Awards, which is also an interesting connection to the fact that you quoted Jarvis Cocker earlier. Yeah. Who I was not a fan of when I was a kid, obviously. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, we bear grudges even at a small age. <laughs> okay, so those are the questions I've asked and got out of the way and. You know, you talked about as well, um, 2004 is a pretty important year musically in Britain mm. for young people. Um, and your influence from Franz Ferdinand and Bob mm. Party and the Rakes, you mentioned, mm. um, and going to Glastonbury. Yeah, that was a year where my music taste became, I, I started to define my own music taste really. Um, well, no, I was doing it before when I like busted, <laughs> but I started to like find bands that were a bit more like real yeah yeah and then like my music taste exploded from there really and that was like started started subscribing to NME and um yeah that was a good couple of years yeah it's it's an important I think it's an important time for our generation that that year to Mm -hmm. have albums Mm -hmm. like Franz Ferdinand and Silent Alarm by Bob Party and a whole host of other things like Arctic Monkeys first album came out a couple out. of years later oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah see that's that's how good my musical history is with yeah. indie but I think it was an important year and like there was, there a lot was of some that. hits yeah. yeah definitely and it was some indie kind of it was an indie revival I guess since the first one since Britpop mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah and it was interesting um, so I guess then the next kind of chapter is how did you start playing music I really wanted to learn an instrument, so I I got a bass guitar for Christmas, and when I was eleven or twelve, and started playing that. Um, and a couple of years later, oh, only a year or so later, although it feels like a long time in between. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I be, play, played the bass because my brother played the guitar. Yeah. And I thought I could then we could play together and stuff. Okay, that's an interesting because I was going to ask why the bass and then yeah. that makes that's really interesting because he played the guitar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was about that time I really got into Jamie T, um, and I was like, he 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 was my favorite because he played the bass as well. Okay. Um, um, and then I played the ukulele when I was thirteen, and I played yeah. the ukulele in the bands, then till I was seventeen and. Yeah, that was That's a long time. That was my main thing, ukulele and bass. I didn't realise it was that long. Yeah. Yeah, so you were in a band called Inconsiderate Parking, which kind of had a, <laughs> I hate to say, a cult following in Cardiff. Did we? <laughs> yeah, I guess because it was kind of like, it was, you know, famously described by Jen Long as twee. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't it? And like, kind famously. of a bit famously. Yeah. Well, infamously. Amongst us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but it was like, it was something a little bit different and you'd be playing at these like youth events that we were we were both involved in yeah. next to metal bands and it was just really kind of yeah. strange to see a, a boy with a small guitar a guy yeah. playing melodica who's Joel who's in Junior Bill now yeah, and yeah. plugging pl- guy playing guitar and I think you know you kind of you're it was kind it was of an education and yeah in, yeah. In, yeah definitely we were one of those bands that like played in such our gig lineup would be so weird. Yeah. There wasn't that like full of, of venues and pubs um, because we were too young to be in pubs. We actually got kicked out of some of the gigs we played yeah. and stuff um, because we were a portable kind of act. Yeah, we did oh, a lot yeah. of busking and a lot of open mics, mm-hmm. and it just led to like quite a weird line of gigs. Like we played a gig in 
um, the, like the uh, Welsh Assembly, National Assembly building in the bay. We had a gig in there. Wait, in the Senate? Yeah, in the Senate. I, like, did, I, yeah, did, I never knew you did that. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was cool. We played... We played... Uh, we, all sorts of all sorts of well, yeah. I can't remember. I mean, the, now, the but, one that sticks out for me ones. is the fact that you played the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like it was a good early education in in. in we did lots of Battle of the Bands as yeah. well as you do when you're 15 or so, and um, we just made so many enemies and stuff because we yeah. were different and yeah and stuff and, and of, we sort of, yeah it taught it taught us about it taught us how to be nice people I think because we were do like you think so? yeah because we were so angry in and uh, I, I I sound like I'm talking it from like uh, like I'm as if I'm a wizened old man now but, yeah this is four years but, ago yeah 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 but finished, you yeah. know like we was we were like really like brutal yeah you were. And- <laughs> We you got slagged you everyone off. Yeah, you, we got you got in trouble, so much trouble. But now I just I I hate everyone, but I just don't I just don't <laughs> I just don't tell them. Uh, yeah, and that was kind of it was odd. Yeah, like you said, you had some very strange gigs. You you went from playing these crap battle of the bands things to supporting yeah. Kate Where Kate Fly and like yeah, it was, and kids and in glass houses. Kids in glass yeah. houses. In in that was a really weird one. That was one of our very first gigs. It's like in global. Yeah, they but yeah. they we were playing upstairs and we got kicked out after our set because <laughs> we were thirteen. Like, <laughs> so you never actually saw Kid and Glass Houses. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to see him either. No, fair, fair. But um, I still got the poster though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because but, it's just one of those things you go. Oh, we played with this band. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. Um, we we could just it, it was great it was a great like education in how to be in a band you know mm-hmm. like of uh, of just the social element of it as much yeah. as anything um, and it was also a weird start to a musical life oh definitely um, yeah and um, you know like we, I guess it says something that the first band I wanted to form I didn't want to form anything like anything else that was you know. I wanted to do something that was very different straight away. Yeah, I was keen. I had a keen enough ear to do that, and it was also I, well. We started off playing covers, as a lot of bands when they, you know, before yeah. anyone's written a song, and no, like we none of us really had the guts to write a song, and like it was really scary writing my f- first songs, and that was the other thing about Inconsiderate Park, and it was it was like, it was the time for me to think, oh, actually, like I know how to do this. P- people people like these. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can do. I can write songs. Like, yeah, it was. It was a. Uh... It was definitely a band to cut your teeth on. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting as well because you say you didn't want to be in a usual band, but then the second band you formed was a Scar cover band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for fun, because we just love. Yeah, it was just a, a, a few of mates um, in school. We um, we wanted to do a Scar covers band because we just loved like specials and that kind of thing and we wanted to do like the two-tone e sound but um more interesting covers rather than just um the standard scar covers kind of function e bands mm-hmm. um we wanted to like so we did like yeah we did some interesting pop and other reggae covers mm-hmm. and soul covers in a scar style rather than doing that so that was a bit creative and that combined with the songwriting and consider parking and if you combine those two things together, that's kind of like Junior Bill was kind of yeah was like a culmination that, of the two really that's and a more yeah. refined version thought, of both. You know, I never thought of that like yeah. that. Yeah, um, and also stop stopping and consider back all the feelings, all the feelings of like 
ending a band mm. um, that when you like between thirteen and seventeen, as like my, you know those those four years, it's like you feel like that's your entire life. Yeah, you know, for like such a long time. Yeah, and it was it felt like so hard to end it, and then when I did end it, it was like. Yeah, the, I became aware of how how freeing that is to, to be like you can start you can start a fresh a clean slate. Mm. You know? Yeah, um, and I was like, what would be my perfect band if I was to start a band? Like, and that's that's Junior Bill, really. Like, mm-hmm. so you think Junior Bill is like the height of what you wanted to do? I just I wanted to do like us to kind of just take the songs of Inconsiderate Park in and put them in a full band. Um, because as as it, as funny, well, we're a bit novelty with the ukulele, acoustic guitar, yeah. and the melodica. But we never, we never, we were never really that good. We didn't really have like, we didn't know what we were doing really. We just sort of pissed around. Mm. Um, we didn't really uh, reach our potential. Um, I don't, yeah. but I think with a band like that, you're quite limited in reaching your potential. Yeah. Um, well, I was. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I like. I always wanted it to just be the three piece, but yeah. it didn't sound that good. No. We had a kind of when we when we were all playing like, heavy chords all together yeah. and going full pelt, and it, you were there in the room. It did have quite a full sound to it, and because we were just really angsty yeah, yeah. and you know we you were we, very it, angsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's funny. Like, not recently, but. In the past year or two, I watched a video of Inconsiderate Parking because I was just like, mm. you know, p- playing a song that you still play as Junior Bill mm. called Tassie Laces. Mm. And you are so angsty. I know. You're so angry in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I've never, well, I have seen that anger since, but like about, it's more focused. Um, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll explain a bit. Um, but I think that angst obviously comes from being a teenager and being like, feeling like the world's against you and like I think all teenagers go through that and to have a musical outlet like that that seems so twee yet you're so angry like it was interesting because people were comparing you to very twee things yet you to me you were very and a very angsty band like a very band with a lot to say mm. politically and against other people and yeah yeah well we had like the novelty thing of like the, you know, we had a funny name yeah. and we were kids and we bust and we had a melodica, a ukulele and a guitar. And it was just before, it was just, it was 2009 was the year when um, uh, adverts started getting ukuleles in and, and <laughs> everyone started playing ukulele. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying like that, no, I that know, they, yeah. weren't, they, weren't, they weren't massively popular before that, but they had such a... a, a, a of like a wave a renaissance yeah yeah and it's kind of it's still we're still in the in the throes of it it's still like fizzling out now and it's it's a disgrace like 2000 and, and 2000, basically any, yeah. anyone that had a ukulele was like considered kind of twee but yeah. I was like like before 2009 ukuleles were the realm of uh, Hawaiian folk singers yeah I guess <laughs> yeah okay sorry um but yeah now we we we, but that was that was the thing because we had the novelty thing but actually the real heart and soul of the band i think was like the fact that the fact we had interesting songs like so and and, uh, i think but then the songs are getting better treatment in junior in a full band they're realizing the full potential because there's only so much you can do with yeah 10 strings and a yeah toy piano yeah it's interesting to hear you talk about Inconsiderate Parking because I haven't heard you talk about it for a long time. Um, and your feelings on it now. 
I love Inconsiderate Parking. I think it was hilarious, fun. It's great. Yeah. I mean, when those songs come up on shuffle, for me, I kind of inwardly cringe because then I now I hear the the <laughs> the new versions of them and they seem very much much better. But I guess that's because you know you're realizing them in a better way. Um, but then I think it, the same goes for early recordings from Junior Bill. Mm. Yeah, we our, our recorded output. Um, I mean, most people are like this really. They they people listen to them and enjoy them and that, but. I think everyone. I think everyone gets this to an extent. You know, they're like, once it's made, you can't ever listen to it again. <laughs> like, kind of thing. I feel like that about stuff I've made. Yeah, like yeah. music videos. I find very hard to watch that I've made. But uh, we're still not um, actually like doing our live show justice with our uh, recorded output. I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, uh, but I, being you brutally know, honest, I'm not promoting the band very well there. No, no, but, no, but it's, it's fine. It's got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but skip, like we're skipping ahead there. Like, so Junior Bill came about after Inconsiderate Parking. Yeah. Um, initi- straight off the back. Straight off the back of it. Yeah. You didn't waste any time with any other projects. Yeah, I, I stopped it and I was like, I want, I want to go solo. I feel like I can just go faster and just do it, and then find the right musicians. But mm-hmm. So yeah. you intended from the start to form another band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's for for the band to it to be a vehicle to play my songs, basically. Okay. And that's why it was kind of like a solo project with the band Junior Bill and the Scallies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, Junior Bill works snappier as yeah. a name, really. Yeah, and it was... I think it confused people as well to have the two kind of entities. And now, okay. yeah, it's it's still a topic of not topic of contention but like a people still yeah call you the wrong thing and yeah it's it's just it's you know it's at the end of the day it's just a moniker isn't it yeah yeah yeah. um it's interesting to look back at the history of you know before you did junior bill uh i don't want to go over every single play-by-play of junior bill because you've got a long and checkered history um (laughs) (laughs) four years is not that long yeah but in four years, you've done how much? It's like... it's Not that much. Well, in your opinion, yeah. for someone like me to see you go from a band that was playing in, you know, upstairs in a... The first time I ever saw you were playing upstairs in... In the Moon Club. No. And now... Uh, no, that's uh, not the first time uh, I ever saw you. The first time I saw you, we were playing in the practice room. And um, hmm. and it was very basic. It was very loose. And it was, it was early songs, early versions of songs. Mm-hmm. And it still seemed impressive. But now you've gone from a band playing in a practice room in Cate's Community Centre mm-hmm. to a band playing in Cate's Community Centre <laughs> but one that's still there supporting the beat and one yeah. that's playing yeah. Boomtown yeah 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 which is a world away from Inconsiderate Parking yeah definitely definitely it was like straight away actually like the difference in how we were treated in the music scene it was just like it's one of those things as well it's like whether it's good or not, it's like um, if it's in a format that's already kind of people people kind of already understand. And yeah, there there was definitely issues with the like acoustic guitar, ukulele, and a melodica thing because it was like there was no bass. Mm. Um, you couldn't really we we didn't really arrange the tracks much. We just slashed out the chords <laughs> and I just squawked over the top yeah. of it. I've noticed the difference in how we were treated in the music scene and the sort of gigs we were getting instantly with Junior Bill uh, 
comedian considered parking just because it was in a more uh, palatable format that people understood. Mm. It was like, oh, there's a band with a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is. But I already knew that from the Case Collective as well, because mm. I saw that the Case Collective was actually, do, which is the Scar Covers yeah. band, that was doing like every gig was like really good fun. But we kind of just we were just doing it for fun, and mm. it was like, so I was like, yeah, let's let's have a bit of that, but with my own songs. Junior Bill themselves are quite sorry, but that's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. Like putting it in a format that people understand is like you want to get the balance of how does that is that a, is that detrimental to your originality and and what makes you who you are. And sometimes I think like certain like fundamental elements of Junior Bill, people switch off because it's like. Ah, uh, it's like it's out of their comfort zone. What? What elements? I'm not saying that we're no, no, even that out there at all. But what, <laughs> what elements are you talking about? Um, the fact that we go, the fact that we go so like swiftly between like genres, but it's not even that much of a a, a new thing. So I mean, like mm. people have been playing like wildly contrasting like genres. People have been doing stuff way more out there than yeah. that for ages. Give but, me some examples. Sorry, yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean... Of bands, People, I mean, people but... like, in a lot of the, the, the gigs you play, it's like, people get into a groove of a reggae song mm-hmm. and then you switch up and it's like, people, a lot of people are like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. I, was, I was just enjoying that bit of reggae. I don't, yeah. I don't like rock and roll. Or I don't like, you know, like... That's not always the response, actually. People, people generally commend us on being eclectic, and yeah. people like that. I think that people. But it's like... just like it, it, it. It's not like it shouldn't be like this massive statement that we play, like um, all these different styles, because they're not even that different. It's not like there's like Mongolian throat singing in there, or hair metal, or free jazz or do you God, know what I mean? Or, brilliant though. Or I'd like love to, I'd kraut love... rock. Like no, nah, it's like I'd love to hear Junior Bill. It's quite a it's quite yeah. a palette like, you know, it's not like Accessible no one's ever done Latin yeah. and reggae and rock and roll together before. Well uh, so but that and also Elio as well. Mm. Like sometimes people people instantly go, Oh that's kind of out of my comfort zone. So Elio is Sometimes. Elio is explain who Elio is. Elio is the rapper um in Junior Bill, um, who raps in Portuguese, um, but it's like I often find myself questioning, like stupidly, I shouldn't, thinking, oh, is it, is it, is it bad that you know, like half the lyrics in a language that the people in the audience can't understand and stuff like that. But it's like I listen to, I hardly listen to any music in English anymore, and <laughs> I only speak English. I I need to listen to more music in English, but. Uh, People love music in different languages. Yeah, I mean, the sound of it. I know. I think. I think you're making, you know, not to blow too much smoke up your ass, but you're making world music more accessible for people by incorporating it into your oh, thanks. sound. I, I think. Like that. I think you are. I think. I think I'm being quite negative about about Junior Bill and saying all the things, but actually, yeah, like, um, yeah. You're, what you're what I'm trying to say, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is like, it's not even that it shouldn't even be that much of a new thing. It's like. I don't know. It's like it's not just the the categories of um, Latin and, and then mixing it with reggae and then mixing it with um, two Tony ska and then mixing it with a kind of new wavey thing and then mixing it kind of with rock and roll. You know, I mean? it's not even the mix of genres. It's the mix of like the mix of different musical worlds of like there's pop in there, 
Mm-hmm. There's pop sensibility for sure, but there's like world music thing. Mm. I'm not saying like there's plenty of like bands in the sort of world music scene, and I hate that. Well, obviously, I hate <laughs> that word. Like, but what scene? Or... The scene. The scene. You know, the the bands. The bands that are on Karis Matthews show. The bands that are in Songlines magazine. Other bands that are on Womad. Like. It's like you're in that scene. You're like a world band or whatever. Yeah. Because you've got some a, global influences. It's, but it's like, it's like, what does that even mean? We just break down the barriers. It's yeah. Just, but it, it's you know it's interesting because um, you see what I mean though. There's like, it's not just the, the difference between genre to genre within the set. It's like there's a sort of there's a there's a there's another mix in there as well. There's a mm. mix of world music sensibility and pop music sensibility. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like, loads of people do that as well. Like obviously, yeah. Well, okay, but give me some examples because that's that's interesting to hear you say that because I can't think of. Well, I I could kind of if I stretch my mind, mm. but I, nothing jumps out at me straight away that says, you that jump genres mm. so freely. There are loads of bands like Sticky Fingers do it. They're they're quite they're quite hard. People go, oh, I don't know. They're kind of like Stone Rosesy kind of um, like rocky indie kind of jangly guitar type of thing or are they a reggae band or are they a synthy poppy band they're like they've they've got a lot of different things going on but it's like that's great because i i think i actually think of um with junior bill it's like since the start the reason it's started off with been having um lots of different styles in there is um because i like a lot of albums by like the clash and stuff like that where each song is like ra- radically different to mm-hmm. the last one because um, I like how that keeps you engaged but you know like I say loads of bands have been doing albums okay. that are really diverse so you know make your set really diverse why not uh, yeah yeah, yeah I, and I think people who appreciate you now know that that happens but when when you go to a new crowd it can throw them off, and the people who in- engage with you are the people you want to engage with you. If people yeah, are going to yeah, switch yeah. off yeah. after yeah. you start a set with two scar songs mm. and then switch to a dub, and they walk out, then you don't want those people to. They, like yeah, music. I think we're both being quite negative. Actually, people take to it quite a lot. Okay, but I yeah, just no, like I'm to... just saying there, there is that kind of you know category of person, and I'll go on to say that. Um, I think those types of people there are more of them now because of the internet. Yeah, because you expand your horizon so much easier by finding music on the internet, and it's so much easier to listen to new music. And I think you're not getting such cl- cliques in music anymore. Really? Well, right. that's what that's my point of view. I think I see. You know, it's interesting to see the same person at a heavy rock. Well, not heavy rock, but like um, a rock gig mm-hmm. that would you, I'd see it at a Junior Bill gig. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know. Yeah. You wouldn't do that originally, but yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. But then also, like now with um, playlists and streaming sites catering f- towards people's tastes, and the way social media has become, like, th- there is a fear that you that you become trapped in in one bracket of taste, like you know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, I I I can see that perspective as well yeah but um people are people are less tribal with it yeah sure and i i think now that people are more open to the idea of hearing more than one song because we live in a 
shuffle world now. We live we live in a world where people don't sit down. Well, I think some people are starting to, but I think a lot of people don't sit down and listen to a music an album from start to finish anymore. They listen to their music on shuffle. And I think a junior bill set can be like listening to a to music on shuffle. Because it jumps genres like you mm. say. Um so you talked about the history of Junior Bill, the history of Inconsistent, the history of you. Uh, if we talk about the present, yeah, you've just done three gigs in a row. Is that often? Do do you do that often or not often enough? Not often enough. So <laughs> it's that's great. It's unusual, is it? Um, it? We had another weekend of three gigs in a row, which was the last bank holiday weekend mm. um, a few weeks ago as well, um, and that was great. Uh, yeah it's good like um, it seems to be uh, the best way of, of for a band of our stature playing the sort of venues we're playing the best thing to do is to do little weekend stints rather than go and play in towns you've never been to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to nobody mm. um, I feel for like less, that's the for less money yeah it's just the best way to do it do like rather than do a, a, a eight day tour do f- like two to like you know a, a, a few weekends basically yeah, yeah like the only way you're ever going to get people to come out on on a weekday is if you're a massive band now i don't think it's practical or it's an established night yeah. that gets people in every time but i don't think those exist well yeah they, they don't, they're don't not think they exist. Yeah. or you have to really really push them and you can't do that at all because you're doing so many days together mm. um but these shows so these shows in 2017 are leading up to your next big project so over the past couple of years you've released eps and now you're deciding to move in a different direction yeah yeah we're gonna i i actually think we should we, we were always an albums band i know i know like everyone's i think this is an albums band but because of the wild like the different styles mm. a four track five track ep which is what the sort of thing we've been doing doesn't have the full spectrum of the overall junior bill sounds plus our sound wasn't refined in those as i said earlier wasn't really refined in those eps anyway so it seemed like i think we should have just gone for albums straight away because if you're going to buy a disc off someone at a gig you're going to want more than four songs because you know but yeah um so it it seemed like the natural progression would have been to go and do an album now because we've done these three eps um, but uh, I think that I want, when I want to make an album, I want to do it. Um, I want it to reach a bit more of a wider audience than uh, the audience we currently have. And I think that videos are so important. And our struggle so far has been capturing the live energy. Um, uh, and or 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 but at least having good recordings that um that have like stuff in them that makes up for the lack of live energy and yeah so we're going to make a concert film uh, yeah instead of a music video and instead of an album but they are an album will come soon mm. soon yeah 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 soon as possible soon as possible yeah um but it's interesting that you talk about people want to buy albums uh straight away because I don't think that's very practical for bands that start out. Because it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but you can do it all in your bedroom. 
I think people. I I, I think people should. I think. Mm. I, I I really think that like. I'm not saying like, oh, because I, I don't know. I've we've got years ahead of us to work with loads of great producers and stuff. I'm sure, and um, but I I just think actually, do you know what? If you know your your sound that you want mm. to create, you can do it. I'm a total technophobe. Yeah. I know I know how to make my songs on a computer and make them sound have the creative vision that I want. So I just say like, just do it. Just go. You could do it in your bedroom. But don't you think there's areas of sound production that you don't understand and that mm. you could create much more interesting things if you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Um, I, I, I say, I say that the like, I say that we should do that because partly my my point of view is is uh, informed by the fact that we've got you and uh, Joel who are both like techies like mm. you know but even me and Joel aren't studio producers full time with university degrees to back them up like, yeah but you can you can record us like you know yeah. you, you know you, Joel yeah Joel, Joel's good at mixing and that yeah okay but do you also think that state of mind comes from uh, a sort of DIY perspective you've had on music for a long time um yeah um yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. I mean DIY not in the sense of you're putting on crappy gigs in a found space. Like mm, you're mm. you're doing as in you're not working with management, you're not working with record labels, you're not and I don't think you want to. I do want to at some point. Yeah. But yeah. But you don't think that. that's that's the Turn up. Actually I don't think about it that much to be honest. No? Well I think that's that's goes to show then that you're not striving for record label attention you're not striving to get yeah. a deal but we're not striving to be DIY either we're just doing what, you're not, we, yeah, what you're we, not, we think is best at any given yeah, moment yeah okay you're not striving to be DIY you're not you don't have like ethical decisions about oh we won't we won't get some, yeah, we yeah. won't do this gig because of this reason yeah yeah like yeah, it's, yeah so it's kind of like this in between ground where you're not selling out or, but you're not mm being completely punk and DIY at the same mm. time. That's, yeah, I think that's a good balance. Mm. Um, so this concert film, it's an interesting way of bringing music to people because mm. we live in an age now of possibly short attention spans. I know that's a very easy thing to say and it's a bit of a Daily Mail thing to say, but it's true. Like the only way you can grab people's attention is by going, look at this, quick, quick, look at this, look at this, not mm. wait for the, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, I'll sit down and listen to this album. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I'm sh still people, there's a percentage of people that do that, but yeah. the way advertising works now is grab your attention, get yourself involved in it, like, rather mm -hmm. than, it's, you're not you're not a passive consumer anymore. I think, right. I think Above Your Station is an example of that kind of gear shift because really? I think so especially yeah. with the whole pledge music thing you're becoming a part of it and mm. you know you're not just shooting it for your set on by yourself you're getting mm. a crowd mm. involved mm. and you're putting a live show out there yeah um, it's that's the that's the thing might be thinking about it is sort of like so it's gonna um I in the creative process so far with the ideas for the concert film um of uh Actually, it's end up 
been restrictive at times how how influenced I am by Stop Making Sense, um, Talking Heads film, mm-hmm. um, which is like when we when I was like let's do a concert film. I thought of that straight away because it's the classic. Like, but it's the, it's the baseline for concert films. It, yeah, it's so great. Um, but then also I've been thinking along the way. Well, they did that after years of you know, that was really at the height of their. Yeah, they were in their pomp, yeah. and that was like their greatest hits. You know, yeah. that was like them in their in their. There's not know, a track in, left off that set list that. That was doing that to celebrate the 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 whole like years they've been together, yeah. and although we've been together four years, and that it, this is more like a, I, I don't yeah, this is more of like a, a, a promotional thing to, mm. to say like this is who we are, you know, this is our sound in. 35 minutes it's not the product of something of the end of something it's yeah the, it's yeah, a yeah. Of, it's not, this is what is to come yeah yeah it's more like a, a promotional thing actually yeah. yeah okay and um you know like you say you didn't want to make a music video you didn't want to make an album yeah because this is more in keeping with what junior builds about yeah 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 and we'll make an album but like i say this will this will hopefully bring us to more but more people will find this and think wow that's cool they're a cool yeah. band um, and how the songs go into each other, the ebb and flow of the set, the way in which we like communicate the songs like physically to the audience when, when we play, all of that stuff is what makes Junior Bill what we are. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that hasn't come across in music videos or the live videos we've, we've done so far mm-hmm. or like the uh, EP recordings. And yeah, we've not, pl- we've not played it quite right with with song choices and certain things and yeah i start moaning rob <laughs> but it's good to have a critical view of yourself instead of just saying you're great all the time i think because then you know your areas to improve i don't think you're moaning i think mm. if anything you're selling yourself short like mm. like you should maybe me, yeah like you know i think most of the complimentary things i've said today have been from me rather than you Mm. Uh, but I think you know but, all yeah. artists are kind of like that unless they're Kanye West <laughs> um, yeah I've got to say like our live show at the moment is like it's kicking like it's mm. really really bloody good like so we need to capture that it's an interesting way of creating a product for people like mm. I think um, mm. and then getting them involved in the pledge campaign which I have always really liked the idea of and mm. you know that's that's a kind of it's not just a means to an ends of getting money for a project. It's mm. getting people involved. I think yeah. That's kind of... Yeah. There's uh, there's like the thing is it's sort of like this is going back to like what we were about about form earlier on and people like people being familiar with certain like formats of things. I think like bands go through the motions in terms of what they choose to do in like that. Oh, we we must do this and we must do that. Like we must make a live session video. We must mm-hmm. go on. So far, sounds we must go on whatever SVTV or whatever we got like, like you got then you got to make a video and then do it like this and do it like that and yeah there are like you know solid ways that everyone knows are ways to market your band and get good content out there and and like say you know express yourself and mm-hmm. all that stuff but a bit it's, it, can, it can be a bit unimaginative sometimes it's like oh yeah we're making a music music video because that's the done thing to do oh yeah we're gonna do it this you know it's like now do what you want. Make something that people remember. You know? Yeah, and like, you know, my 
knowledge is limited on Cardiff bands mm. for about like maybe before the past 10 years. So I don't know if this is true or not, but it seems like this is the first thing of this nature that I've heard of. In well, Cardiff. yeah, I yeah, I can't think of it, but yeah. We've been inspired by like various different films and, and, and live shows of bands. Like uh, obviously at the top level, where you got like, was it that Nine Inch Nails show? Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. And then there was the LCD sound system mm. show. Um, there, that's obviously at like the top level mm-hmm. of like concert films and light shows and all that extravagant stuff. Um, and then there's like, there's other, there are uh, bands out there doing really interesting stuff. Like, um, like what was on about Mother's Cake, who Jim, the drummer, uh, told us about, um, who, who, who filmed them playing their album from start to finish in their rehearsal studio with people, with like people stood around and stuff. Um, it really captured the energy of the band, but then the songs were like interspersed with like abstract videos that they put together and mm-hmm. and uh, montages and stuff like that. And so yeah, there 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 are like bands out there like doing interesting things like that, and um, they get remembered for doing something that isn't just another music video that's got put had no thought put into it. Of, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's definitely an interesting step to take and probably a good one for you. Like, I think it's, it's you know, I hope it's successful because, yeah, I hope it works. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. But like I say, I keep thinking, like, should you be making a big grand concert film when you haven't even, like, um, you know, you haven't even made your first, like, proper like piece of work that's like stamps fully who you are in one piece of work which should be a junior bell album but then this will do that so this will be the the promo that yeah. takes us to the next you know, level yeah, yeah and shows that basically the thing is like you get fed up of i know we've been going four years but i'm impatient but you get fed up of playing gigs walking up everyone going bloody hell that was amazing and it just like blowing the roof off no you're not you're not you're not because that's a quote like someone yeah, said yeah, that yeah. about you yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. that's not even you blowing your own trumpet that's you repeating what someone else has said yeah and, and the like... gigs and get getting better and better and better and better all the time and people who've seen us time and time again have said that every time is better which is great as every band should do but it's like let's it's, capture that yeah let's put, capture you're like, that. yeah, yeah. Put, you've got to capture, capture that yeah, yeah, and put yeah. it out there and have it as a permanent thing rather than a fleeting yeah. experience yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like you know I love concert films I love sitting down and watching concert films because mm. I'm a massive nerd and I like seeing it but I also like seeing the performance being captured in that way mm. and I think to do that on your level it's mm. very kind of new well not new yeah. but um, brave brave yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway yeah, going on about that. We have. Um, I just want to ask uh, two last questions. That yeah, cool, cool. What is at the moment your favorite song recently that's come out? That's come out recently, or or that you've heard recently? Uh, I'm gonna get total block now, but I know there's been that I've heard any new any anything old, old song. Yeah, but like it could be old one that you keep listening to recently. So one particular song that I keep listening to recently. or record or album um, I've been listening this last week I've been listening to um, 
Sodad by uh, Cesare Evora um, on repeat. What's 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 what is that basically? Uh, that's a, a song. It's a it's a mourner, which is like Cape Verde's biggest musical export as, as a genre. Mourner. Cape, Cape Verde is where uh, off the coast of Africa. Yeah, and beautiful islands of Cape Verde have got like a really rich musical heritage. And mourners, is, yeah, this is it's like a style of music, it's sort of like melancholic, quite sentimental, <clears throat> um, like beautiful Latin sounding, um, uh, like ballads, basically. Cool. But, yeah. Okay. And then, as a follow up to that, do you have a favorite record of all time? Yeah. Um, favorite? I don't. You don't. I don't. You don't have one I just that sticks out. Yeah, I know that's rubbish. It makes you sound like I'm not. It's like, how could I have one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the sake of, if I if I have to have one. Mm. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Sorry to be. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no, no. Because you know that's mean? that's an interesting answer, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's like, you yeah. Can't, that's that, and it's a good answer. You can't have one. Like yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Like I think some people do, but some people like mm. too much different kinds of music for that to be but yeah so what what's mm. your one that you, if you had to choose actually it'd have to be a compilation can i can i yeah yeah, yeah. um trojan uk hits compilation mm. basically it's just that the fucking best compilation <laughs> ever uh, like i sort of grew up listening to it and i'm never ever gonna get tired of, of the music on that it's just so simple and so is it so brilliant is it's it like all, a co- it's all of like it's like it's just like and you know if you, if you go to any like like scar revivally sort of stuff as junior bill often get booked for that kind of thing yeah. uh, you know like you end up hearing monkey man and stuff a million times and you never want to hear it again but when you strip it away from that context and remember how brilliant all those songs like Monkey Man and the Israelites and um, Ipe Mech and Pressure Drop and all that. Although Pressure Drop's not on that album, but all, all of those like late sixties. Mm, okay. Um, and is, is there a track? Shanty Town. Is there a particular um, track on that that you like above the rest? Probably Shanty Town, maybe. By. By Desmond Decker. Yeah, sorry, claiming my ignorance, but also explaining for anyone listening who doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like it's just like all of the bangers, really. It's just like the it's the best. Yeah, it's just the, the bloody so it's, best. It's the best of it, the they're, music. Yeah. they're classics for a reason. Like, okay, cool. All right, well, thank you for that. Um, I guess uh, do you? It's twenty-seven past six now. Do you want to record a song quickly? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. So as I said before, this uh, session was recorded not on the same day. It was recorded a couple of weeks later. It was actually recorded on top of the Capitol Shopping Centre in Cardiff. Um, and you can see the video online. Uh, it's either in the description of this podcast or on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page? My Facebook page, uh, which is Erratic Control. And that's also the same thing on Twitter. So you can watch that video of Rob playing this track on top of the Capitol car park, but here it is in its audio form. I'll do Wolf.
there's a wolf in Grangetown. Yeah, there's a wolf in Grangetown. There's a wolf in Grangetown. Ayo, wallahi, sweat down. There's a wolf in Grangetown. Yeah, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, oh, sweat down, I sweat down. It's got claws. It's get the boys when they're selling their drawers. It's on the prowl with fried chicken in its jaws. It's climbing on up to the thirteenth floor, but don't lie to me. Say wallahi Told my sisters and they seen it too They said it should have been locked up in Bristol Zoo But there's a wolf in Grangetown Yeah, there's a wolf in Grangetown There's a wolf in Grangetown Ayo, wallahi, swear down On Clare Road, I seen its tail Flash around the corner and my face went pale. It's scaring cyclists on the Taft Trail. As it went past the mosque, everybody bailed. But don't lie to me. Say what I hear. So it howling on the roof. The CCTV got conclusive proof of a wolf. In Grangetown, yeah, there's a wolf in Grangetown. Oh! In the light of day. It was a dog who went astray With no collar around its neck But I was too scared to have a check Cause there's a wolf in Grangetown, yeah, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, ayo, wallahi, swear down. There's a wolf. In Grangetown, yeah, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, there's a wolf. In Grangetown, oh, swear down. Yeah, sick. That's nice. Thanks for listening to the first Erratic Control podcast. Uh, The next one will come out next Wednesday, which will be the 7th of June, and we'll be with Jack Ellis. So uh, make sure you're subscribed by iTunes or on SoundCloud or wherever you can find this, uh, and I'll see you in the next one, or you'll hear me in the next one, I guess.